This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm Matt Addison and I'm delighted to say that we have Ronnie the Rocket Rosenthal alongside me, a man who played a total of 97 times for Liverpool during the early 1990s, first under Sir Kenny Dalglish and then Graham Souness, scoring a total of 22 goals for the Reds. He scored a late winner at Anfield against Everton in 1993. He set up the goal that saw Ian Rush overtake Roger Hunt as Liverpool's record goalscorer, and he established himself as a cult hero on Merseyside. But perhaps the thing he should most be remembered for during his time at Anfield is the huge part that he played in the last Liverpool squad to have won a league title. But that might not be the case for much longer, after Liverpool beat West Ham earlier this week, making it 26 wins from 27 games. 79 points on the board already this season, and plenty more records to be broken besides. It's not confirmed yet, but it very soon will be. And so what better time to speak to a man in that unique position, really, of having been part of a title-winning side. So, Ronnie, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. All good, (laughs) yes. It's obviously a hugely exciting time for, for Reds fans all over the world at the moment with that league title drought surely on the verge now of being ended within the next couple of weeks. But we'll come to that a little later on if that's OK with you. And, and we'll start with sort of what you've been up to. You, of course, retired in, in 1999 um, and I believe you're now living in London. So uh, what sort of things have you been up to? Yeah, obviously, you know, I finished my career in London and uh, the very natural thing for me was to to stay there and to get, you know, I've got one son who was born in Liverpool uh, in uh, 93 and I've got another son who was born in 96 when I was uh, in London playing for for Spurs and obviously after ending up my career with Watford, I uh, started my uh, football business, uh, which is I'm a a football consultant and uh, I give advice to football clubs on transfers of players. Obviously, it involves a lot of scouting and discovering young and not so young uh, players, you know, according to the needs of the football club here in England and um, all over Europe. Yeah, it, it certainly sounds very interesting. And uh, of course, uh, you played at Anfield, as you mentioned. And uh, how often have, have you managed to come back up to the northwest? Do you, do you get to see Liverpool play very often? Uh, not often. I have to admit that my, the last game I watched Liverpool was many years ago. I think it was in the UEFA Cup game, if I'm not wrong, against Levski Sofia. And you can work out when it was uh, maybe 10 years ago or something like this. So it was a really long time. I've been to Liverpool, uh, um, I think, something like also eight years ago with my... Uh, wife and uh, kids. I was a little bit involved in a indoor uh, uh, tournament, uh, you know, for for the uh, all players, uh, and I, uh, you know, profited from this uh, traveling to show my uh, kids uh, where uh, one of them where he was born, and a little bit uh, show him Liverpool round. But it'll be exciting for me to come again to to see it, you know, after. Uh, so many years. So I've been uh, uh, maybe two, three times. I was invited once to the Liverpool TV that was with, I think, with Michael Owen maybe three years ago, two, three years ago. But but really, uh, I've not uh, watched a game in the 
mainly the renewed uh, stadium at uh, Liverpool at Anfield. So that will be nice to uh, to come and to see a game. Yes, for sure. Yeah, of course, you, you also played for, for Tottenham, for Watford, for Club Bruges, Standard Liège and, and many more teams as, as well as 60 times for, for Israel as well. And you, of course, uh, spent four years at Anfield. Where, where would you say those years at Anfield rank in, in terms of, was, was that the best time of your career? Was that the, the time that you most enjoyed? I would say, listen, I've enjoyed wherever I've been, but obviously uh, coming to Liverpool, that really boosted my career uh, dramatically, you know, because I came as an unknown player from Standard Liège in 1990, and I was so happy to make an impact. Um, and obviously uh, more important to win the league with uh, Liverpool. Uh, uh, and that was obviously... Uh, an uh, fantastic achievement so yeah that's uh, uh, you know I cannot <laughs> forget these uh, days I really enjoy my uh, you know it was unbelievable um, I would say one and a half months when I came on loan and I made a fantastic impact there and uh, you know you won the league uh, but I still enjoyed it after that although I've maybe played l- uh, less than what I wanted, yes, uh, later on with Graham Souness, but I really enjoyed my time at uh, Liverpool. And, uh, you know, I was there nearly four years, so uh, I had uh, very good memories from there, yes. Yeah, and I'm sure one of those memories that, that probably stands out to you was uh, a last-minute winner in the Merseyside derby, of course, scored in, in 1993. And you scored 22 times for Liverpool, as I, as I mentioned before, but I'm sure that's, that's probably one that, that stands out the most. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yes, of course, I remember this game very well. And, uh, you know, to win uh, uh, the derby and, of course, to score a goal there and in the last minute, it's fantastic. But, you know, I think that uh, for me, the most important moment was my full debut for Liverpool when I scored a hat-trick uh, against Charlton, um, where we, uh, obviously, we were... We had a bad run, and um, Kenny Delglish told me just one hour before the game that I'm starting because I was maybe not involved two games before, and I was a bit hopeless. And, uh, you know, he just surprised me and told me, you're starting. And then uh, I took this opportunity with the two hands, and I I scored. And from then on, I, I was regular until the end of the season, which basically, as I said before, that boosted my career in England later on. Of course, yeah. I mean, obviously the Everton goal, the hat-trick on your debut. What what sort of memories do you have of, of those days? I mean, it must have been an unbelievable feeling, as you say, to, to come into the side having not really uh, not really featured in the minds of, of Liverpool fans at that time and then suddenly to burst onto the scene and, and become famous, really, among a fan base as big as Liverpool. It, it must have been quite incredible. Yes, I, I understood this really in my uh, debut for, for Liverpool when I saw um, Anfield, you know, uh, full with, I don't know, 45,000. And at, at that time we, we played against Southampton home and I came on the last uh, maybe 30 minutes and I helped. We were 2-1 down against Southampton and I helped the side to win 3-2, uh, I saw already the atmosphere and I understood 
what to expect in the next uh, in every game because that was the really the first time I was involved as a player really so you know I have only a fantastic memory you know just to enter the pitch and to have this support from a fantastic crowd who will go with you to uh, you know anywhere yes and to uh, even if you you're not playing so well but you have the the, the, the crowd uh, the fun to push you and to help you to to win game and that that's the the Liverpool fun that's for sure yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the, the fantastic support that you had, but you had some fantastic teammates as well. You played alongside the, the likes of Jan Molby, John Barnes, Ian Rush, Steve McManaman. I mean, talk us through what it was like to, to be in a changing room with, with Liverpool legends as, as big as these names and, and what sort of feeling did you get when you when you first go into that changing room? No, when I, uh, you know, when I came to Liverpool... Uh, you know they were so nice to me. Of course, I was a known player, but but they were uh, down to us uh, uh, human being, and you know uh, they respected me. Uh, although in the beginning, when I uh, joined them on uh, in training, and uh, obviously you know you are new players, and uh, you know people are not talking to you too much it's just normal you know but once you start doing the business you know people start to be more interested uh, what you have done before where have you been uh, you know and that was just natural uh, when I uh, started uh, really uh, giving more uh, you know performance you know that they uh, I became very very uh, close to the players yes just with the time it came but they, they were very very nice and for me to come to join uh, 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 these players at that time they were a world leader I would call it you know in terms of you know performance and uh, they were very very famous you know uh, you don't want more than this you know that's what you want to to come into play with stars you know did you find that that when you were playing alongside these players, they they helped to improve you and, and make you a better player? Because you know we, we've seen so many times over the years that you know young players will come through or, or new players come into, say they move from a Championship club up to the Premier League and and sort of they they have to step up and, and match those standards. Did did you sort of feel the the pressure of, of playing alongside those players and, and did that help you in a way? Of course it helps. You know, as a player, you want to play always with top players who can understand you and you understand them, you know. And there is a blind understanding, yes. Uh, and, you know, when you play against uh, players that I uh, I would call it capable players, you know, uh, to see passes and to make the right decision, that's what you want. You know, sometimes, you know, you have some good players who are playing in... Uh, in a side where most of the player don't understand the game as much as uh, other players, do you understand? So obviously it was uh, fantastic to join uh, a top side who have a player that obviously possess uh, all quality. Yeah, so it was really enjoyable for me, and of course that helped me uh, to achieve more things in football. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's fair to say that you as well were were one of those title-winning heroes that season. I think it was seven goals in five starts and, and four in the last six matches of that campaign. I mean, it was obviously a, a hugely influential time in your career. I mean, just a, a last one on that particular season. I mean, John Barnes it was who, who scored the penalty, I think, that secured Liverpool the league title. What, what were the celebrations like when that got confirmed? I was asked this question before, you know, it was just for when we won the league at the time, it was just natural because Liverpool, uh, uh, between the 80s and 90s, won it so many times. So it was not like, uh, of course, it was uh, so much joy and celebration, but it's not like, you know, if you compare it to Leicester winning the league uh, yeah, recently, you know, it's not something like this, you know. When you win it for the the first time, you uh, you joy is really crazy, and uh, you know. But it was just natural for people to expect to win the league, you know. So, but you that's what you want. You want to come to a winning team, which that's what they, they they've done. That's what people is expecting from them to do. And now uh, is something different because you know today for Liverpool to uh, for me Liverpool have won already the league yes I mean it's obvious but you know uh, I'm sure this year celebration will be unbelievable. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Do you think there's there's almost a, a similarity in a way between, obviously, as you say, you came into a side that was expected to win the league and expected to be there or thereabouts every single season. And, and obviously Jurgen Klopp's players last season got, got 97 points and, and didn't win the league title, but they showed that they could match Manchester City and, and heading into this campaign, there must have been a little bit of pressure on this current group. Do you, do you think there's a, a similarity in that sense? Um, the similarity is that kind of domination yes this is the similarities uh, but I, I think that the the achievement of this team this current team is unbelievable yes and you could you could see this tendency already uh, you know uh, two years ago yes and it's not a lack you know it is something that you know uh, that for me the recruitment of uh, top players you know with uh, uh, combining uh, Jurgen Klopp as a manager to lead the team, you know, that obviously helped Liverpool to dominate uh, this season and to start this kind of campaign already last season. Yeah, So uh, it will be, of course, a fantastic achievement, uh, mainly because, you know, Liverpool did not win it for 30 years. Of course, and, and with that in mind, I mean, how do you think the, the players will be feeling right now? I mean, obviously, they can't celebrate just yet because it hasn't quite been confirmed, but that anticipation, if you like, of that happening is, is not too far away now. It's not too far. I think they still, uh, you know, they know within them that they won the league, but, you know, they don't want to be carried away and uh, they take it seriously. And obviously, you see, they win every game. And uh, yes, they are professional in their understanding. But of course, you know, uh, deep into them, they know, everybody knows that Liverpool won the league. It, it, it's clear. But, but obviously, you, you want to take this uh, to be professional 100% and try to win every game till the end of the season. And of course, when it will be confirmed mathematically, they still 
uh, I'm sure we'll try to win every game because you know, as a player, you want to achieve records and you want to um, to show that you were in a unbelievable team. Yeah, so uh, you know, I'm sure that they will be winning more games until the end of the season for sure. Mm. There's been uh, some discussion over the last couple of weeks about the sort of importance of, of Liverpool going unbeaten this season or or whether it's perhaps more important to, to win the FA Cup or, or go further in the Champions League. Which which do you think is the most important? Do you think it's, it's breaking these records and, and having as, as fantastic a Premier League season as possible or do you think Jurgen Klopp and his players will, will just want to win as much silverware as possible? That's it. First of all, winning the league, this is the priority for everyone. You know, don't forget that there are, you know, a lot of people uh, who, um, you know, mainly young uh, uh, people who did not see Liverpool winning the league. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking about 30 years is more than a generation, you know. it's a, uh, so, so basically that's the priority. But, you know, uh, it's all coming the, in the same uh, direction. You know, you you want by winning as much as possible, it gives you the chance to win, obviously winning the league and uh, going to Champion League uh, final stages. That's for sure, you know. Mm, ahead of the uh, the second leg of, uh, of the Atletico Madrid tie, do you think Liverpool should uh, have confidence of getting through into the quarterfinals? Yes, I think that uh, on the paper Liverpool are stronger than Atletico Madrid. It's not because of this, you know, on one game anything can happen, you know, but I still think that they can uh, get to the final stages. They, they've got the, the players, they've got the quality, uh, yeah. But, you know, Sometimes there are things who are unexpected, you know, uh, you concede the goal by a deflection or by all sorts of uh, uh, scramble in the box and you just uh, go out of the blue, you know, and there's all sorts of things that, uh, uh, that unexpected things, you know, but if there is no such an accident, yes, they can win the game and they can, as I said, go to the, to the final. Of course, of course. And uh, just uh, going back a little bit to, to your career, you were obviously brought in initially on loan, as, as you mentioned before, and then signed as a, as a champion of, of England as, uh, on a permanent transfer later that summer. And uh, it was a fairly big transfer fee, I think it's fair to say, back at, the, at, at that time. And the first non-UK player to, to move to an English club for more than a million pounds. You were obviously under huge pressure to, to perform. How, how did you find that and how did you cope with that? Um, yeah, you know, it's, it is something more individual, you know, there, there are players who are a little bit more stressed because of this, you know, and there are players who are a little bit, who's got more the composure on it, and I, I, I was quite relaxed on it, you know, and uh, of course, I had this kind of, in, I would say, internal pressure, but not nervousness, yes, to play and to show and to have the, the, this confidence to uh, make things happen when given the chance. And this is what I wanted, you know. It, it was not, um, uh, you, you know, on my, my uh, debut, I came on as a substitute and I've done well, yes. And uh, we won the game that was against Southampton. And then after that, if I'm not wrong, for two weeks, I was not even involved in the side, uh, you know. And then again, I had this... Uh, uh, 
uh, you know, willingness to to uh, uh, to get the chance and to to play and to to prove again. So, which I'm happy that eventually I got this chance. Yes, against Charlton, you know. So, really, I, I can tell you that me personally, uh, I always have this. Uh, I always had this composure within me, and uh, you know, because sometimes nervousness can maybe come against you, you know, but everyone is different, you know, I, I was quite calm about this, you know. Yeah, there's there's obviously a couple of Liverpool players at the moment when you think of Alisson Becker and Virgil van Dijk who, who've come in for big fees and, and do you think they would have felt the same? Do you think that the pressure is more now with the likes of social media and that sort of thing or, or do you think they Correct. would have had a, a similar task to what you had to deal with that? Yeah, it's more the, the media, you know, I'm, I, the, the way... Uh, you can see the way Van Dijk is playing. He's quite. He's got this composure, so I don't think he's under pressure. You know, it's just the the media things. You know, uh, which is understandable. You know, and uh, but but you know, uh, when, when you have disability, uh, then that's it. You do the business on the pitch, and you don't think about other things. You know. Mm, of course, yeah, and and certainly both of those players have have done fantastically well since they came in and. Uh, just uh, obviously thinking back to, to when you won the league title, I don't think anybody thought that it would be 30 years before it happened again. Uh, do you think this Liverpool team are set up now for a period of dominance, potentially? Do you think they'll they'll win the league title again fairly soon? Assuming, of course, that, uh, that they get it done it, this it season. Lo- yeah, yeah, it looks so, yes. I, you know, it's very difficult to say if they are going to win the league also next season or in, in the next two seasons. This is very, very difficult, but they certainly... Uh, they will challenge it, you know, and normally they should be because if you see the the players, you compare the the uh, they 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 go to this kind of a balance in the team that they've got all the qualities in attack, midfield, and defense, you know, and uh, get the uh, you know fantastic performance from the players, you know, and. If they can keep this uh, in the next, uh, you know, because it's not an old team, you know, they're quite uh, relatively uh, in the peak time. So they've got another, at least they can run with this side uh, uh, in another uh, three or four years. Yes. Uh, why not? Yeah. So they can do this. Yes. But you never know because, you know, when you uh, win the league, sometimes it's due to, a, you know, and when you run neck and neck with uh, another one or two clubs sometimes you know there are accidents on the way that you can lose points here and there uh, but but basically yes you know that they will be challenging and they will try to win the league uh, in the next uh, in the years to come yes that's for sure of course and uh, I think uh, a big big part of that is, is Jurgen Klopp and, and you yourself played for, for some incredible Liverpool managers some Liverpool legends there um, but in terms of, of Klopp and, and the job he's done, do you think you would have enjoyed playing under him? Yeah, of, of course. <laughs> I'm sure I would. But, you know, uh, it's. I, I think that uh, Jürgen Klopp has done, he has done fantastically for Liverpool, but uh, for sure he would be able to confirm that he, he never had uh, such a quality team in his life. Yes, uh, to have uh, so many uh, players who are capable to win games, you know, you have, uh, you know, all the Liverpool, 
players, the, the, the 10 field players other than the goalkeeper, who are capable of scoring goals, you know, and you don't know where it's going to come from, you know. So you want to have the pleasure as a manager to have this kind of uh, a team uh, doing the business week in, week out, yes. And, but but I'm, I'm pleased for him. He's done great uh, for Liverpool. He got the side to be so balanced uh, and just uh, now enjoy the, the fruits, you know. And how do you think he compares to the, the managers that you work with? Do you think he's at the same level or, or even better than the, the ones that you worked under at Liverpool? It's very difficult to compare like this. You know, the football today is totally different from the football was 30 years ago. You know, uh, the main thing is that uh, 30 years ago, you know, if you, you know, Liverpool used to buy the best talent, talented players, you know, in England, you know. And once the Premier League, uh, um, you know, started uh, '92, I think uh, more foreign players started coming to England, and it was up to scouting, you know. And then Liverpool did not bring any more the best players, you know. And it's not basically it's not the best talent today. Is athletes you need a top top athlete. You need quality, of course, as a player. Yes, it's not enough. You need basically everything: talent with uh, athletes. You know, and you you need today fast players. And Liverpool got unbelievable fast uh, fast players with talent with a combine of talent. Yes, and that's what you need. So you cannot compare it. You know, 30 years ago you had. A lot of talent, but uh, and you cannot even say, you know, people ask me, what do you think is the best? The the, the club who won uh, Liverpool won the league in uh, 90, 90 or Liverpool today, and obviously Liverpool today would be much stronger side because they are much better athletes, you know. Of course, of course. And with that positive note, we will end the podcast there. Thank you very much, Ronnie, for for joining us. We really do appreciate it, mate. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks as well to you at home for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe and leave a review of Blood Red wherever you get your podcasts from. That's it here for now on Blood Red. We will be back with you on Monday for a Blood Red podcast. What a fantastic time it is to be a Liverpool fan. And of course, we will have all of that coverage if and when Liverpool do win this Premier League title this season. Ronnie Rosenthal was part of the last Liverpool squad to be English League champions, but he won't be able to say that for much longer. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.